welcome to a new episode of Indie Comics. This is not Maddie, as you can tell. This is Tyler filling in on the show with an amazing guest for an amazing new comic book that you can back right now on Kickstarter. I am here to talk about child possession services or possessive possession or possession. You had it right now. Possession services. Possession services. That's so cool. And I'm here with John. John, how are you? Who are you? All the all the stuff. Oh, my name is John Westhoff. I am the writer and publisher for Part Time Comics. I was also the writer, letter publisher, a little bit of everything for a company called Kingbone Press for about ten years. Due to some life circumstances, we um we we uh had to fold up about a year and a half ago. But I'm back. Didn't necessarily pick the best time to be uh, starting a new independent publishing venture. But you know what? Uh, you know what? Life's not uh. Not always gonna work out how you want. So this this is actually our first project under the new company, Part Time Comics. Oh, that's awesome! I I really like the name. And uh, I, honestly, I feel like this is actually a really good time to get back into comic books. I mean, we've been doing this show for five years. We've talked to some some amazing creators on here. Anybody from like big like Tom Taylor all the way to you know to to people who are literally just starting. And it, it's been amazing hearing all the different kind of viewpoints and everything from people and i i'm actually very excited I, i'm really sorry to hear about you know the, the last pub publishing company but i'm really excited that you get to start again and and is it exciting how do you feel about creating a new publishing company and a, basically just a new brand um it, it's been a little bit of a challenge kind of feeling like you're starting from scratch but you know also understanding that you know the lessons you've learned the the relationships you've made along the way you know those are still there um some of them you know, they may not recognize the name right away or may say, well, you know, I, I was a fan of Kingbone Press. I don't necessarily, um, you know, you may not have that same connection, you know, when you change names. But for the most part, it the comics are such a small community. And I, and I actually feel bad when um, y'all popped up in, in one of the Discord groups, which I really appreciate, you know, the offer to come on the show. You know, I saw, you know, you guys have such talented creators from all lifestyles and uh, all, all backgrounds and all areas of comics. Uh, you know, even though the community is small, it is so great to to meet, you know, different people in it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so what got you interested in actually creating comic books and um, what what also made you fall in love with it once you started? Well, I was never a person. I know a lot of people will say, oh, you know, since I was seven years old and and I opened my first Swamp Thing comic, I, I you know, I wanted to, <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly my friends and I, we were, we were in bands. We, we created, um, our, our parents, you know, camcorders when we were in our early teens and make, you know, goofy comedy videos and our own horror movies and stuff like that. Uh, you know, again, making music, uh, was, was a way it was a creative outlet. You know, as I got older into my late teens or early twenties, you know, the band started to slow down. And, and once I was really out of a band, when I had kids, um, you know, I, I think I was just kind of looking for a creative outlet, a way to, you know, connect with people and, and make things that, you know, lowest, of, you know, the most inside jokes and, and, and make 10 people laugh and, and, you know, move on. And then another podcast, you know, that's been around for a while, 11 O'Clock Comics, part of their message board community about 10 or 11 years ago. And it, it was a thriving community, great people, awesome creators. And I kind of just said, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I have some ideas. Would anybody be interested? And, you know, lo and behold, the artist who's working with me on Child Possession Services, Bob Ornelas, he, he reached out at the time and, and we've been working together ever since. And, and we've really formed, a, you know, a, a strong relationship. And, and you know, I, I think I, I found in, in that community a lot of people I could work with. And that's really what 
keeps me going and what gets me jazzed about comics. I, I've done some, you know, hiring out of people and, and that's great. And I, and I certainly appreciate, but, you know, just a creation with, you know, one or two people where you're just making something that's unique uh, to, to yourselves. Uh, it's just really me coming back and, and just enjoying, you know, this, this creative outlet in my, in my autumn years as I'm an old man now. And like this last year also didn't help with us, you know, feeling young at all. It's like, <laughs> you're like I'm fat. Everything hurts now. And like, I thought, oh man, I thought I had like two or three years left. No, um, like I just turned 32 and I was just like, okay, 30 is when everything's just going to hurt. And then this year was just like, I don't even know where I parked my car. If, and I stay up oh. and I never even leave my apartment. <laughs> so I'm just like, great. I'm Einstein, sure. but I'm, I'm Einstein without, horrible, the, uh... with, without the intelligence. So it's like, <laughs> oh no. This I'm is a horrible joking. year. I turned the big four zero. So, oh man, I'm well ahead though. of you, man. If you if you think it hurts at uh, thirty, it's worse. oh man, <laughs> but it's all right. <laughs> well, I hear forty is new thirty. This, uh, this part of starting this venture too was, you know, not to be too self loathing, but you know, I did kind of realize, you know, what if, if I took a couple years off and you know, kind of had a lot of characters kind of brewing and and other things in the back of my mind, and I was like, well, if I'm going to give it a solid push, you know, not you know, I'm planning on you know, broking next year, but you know, yeah. you, you, it takes, it takes time to build, you know, comics and, and readership and things like that. If I, if I'm going to make a push, you know, I should do it before I turn 40. So I, I, you know, on January 1st, 2020, I decided that was my year and womp womp, you know, things happen, but I still, you know, I was, I found a way to still connect with people, be creative. And now we're, I think we're better prepared in 2021 to get Absolutely. some of these stories out there. And uh, so when did the Kickstarter start uh, officially begin for this one? So the Kickstarter launched, oh gosh, it feels like it's been 100 years now, on January 28th. It's been live for about 11 days, and we did reach our funding goal. Uh, but, you know, as I'm sure, you know, many of your great guests, like, you know, I went back and listened to the amazing Ryan Brown, who does some awesome, you know, self-publishing, um, you know, himself and, and a lot of great creators will tell you. Um, usually we put these things at the kind of bare minimum funding that we need, but everything we get over goes into making more books. And that's really how creators, you know, make money on the back end and then can create more books. So every dollar beyond, you know, really, really counts and really helps. So yeah, you know, we've absolutely. Had, a, we had a great response. We had a great weekend this weekend. We were able to get funded, but we've got some goals to go. Oh, congratulations. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, on our network alone, we have some comic book creators like Andy Nordeval, um, Mike Tanner, who also have utilized uh, and been part of Kickstarters as well. And it's it's such a great platform uh, to kind of understand uh, to understand an audience, also build an audience, and also to kind of see exactly what maybe what changes that you, maybe you need to need to make as well. It's the weirdest thing. It's like the is the craziest learning experience because I've also helped other Kickstarters like do video production, or I did um, I would help with videos. Uh, make their videos or intro videos or like their social media videos like you know and which is always fun when you have to when you have to render something uh for like a an instagram story where it's like the vertical <laughs> not fun <laughs> at all but um I, I i don't know i i find it kind of freeing and also like the coolest lesson um of course minus the whole like if you you know like there's a money situation. If you don't look at the money, if you're just looking at like the experience of it, it it's kind of cool. And I feel like the last year, it, it's actually helped a lot uh, to maybe give it like the most artist alley like, um, I guess, <sighs> energy 
without the con- you know now that we don't have convention so it's kind of like feeling sadly f- filling this void you know i don't know maybe uh how do you feel about just kickstarter in general from um like emotionally and also just kind of like now that it is a really big part of indie comics you know i think it has been i i was you know when it first started i was Again, part of the eleven o'clock comics group, there was a certain a creator, Steve Bryant, has actually has a campaign going now. The, the great creator of Athena Voltaire, he was one of the first to really have a big, successful um, comics campaign that I remember. You know, I think it was like twenty five thousand or something, maybe more. You know, I think there's been some up and down success, particularly as people um, have not fulfilled or or kind of the relationship and excitement with Kickstarter kind of waned. But I, I think you're right. I think that's an astute observation. I think the last year has really brought a lot of people back to Kickstarter. I have conversations with people about this all the time. I think they have concerns about people like Keanu Reeves and, you know, Boom Studios bringing Power Rangers. Hey, I think that's a sign of, they, it's bringing more people to this platform and kind of reinvigorating it. I, I just, I've seen more friends and more peers launching campaigns and having, you know, more success than they've had. And I think you're right. I think people who want to read comics, like myself, I, I back a ton of stuff on Kickstarter. We, we, we enjoy that. And when you're not walking Artist Alley, and going to the shows, you know, I don't have my stack as much of indie comic books. You know, we have great independent stores in Chicago. I, I used to go there often. I'm, I'm not really able to right now. So I, I do think you're right. I think this is filling a void. It may, it may not last, you know, as, as things uh, shift again. But I think for now, I think it is a good time. And, and honestly, I did kind of adjust my timeline. I, I, this is one of the few books where we weren't 90% done. And and we kind of bumped it up a little and said, you know what, start off 2021, see how it goes. If we don't get funding, you know, we'll we'll recess. But it really seems like a good time, and people are excited and want to back, you know, projects like this. So it it is a, a strange time to be crowdfunding, um, but I, I think it it can work if you know you put the time in and have you know a decent product. Of course, you got you got to put the effort into. It. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about the book. Let's talk about the book of the hour, uh, Child Possession Services. What uh, what is it about exactly? So child possession services it it really focuses around social worker Connie Dar is a, a caseworker for bedeviled children. So the basic premise is that possession is a very common part of the world, uh, and the government has had to make a response to that, as the government will do when there's a crisis situation. It usually is run very poorly and financed very inadequately. So you're kind of thrown in the middle of, you know, her working this job for a long time. She's a little bit burnt out. She used to be, you know, really talented and, and well thought of at the agency, but some things have happened. And and now she's kind of, you know, in the middle middle to late part of her career. And, and that's kind of where the story picks up. Uh, you know, we wanted to create a character, uh, you know, that felt in, in a world kind of lived. So, uh, yeah, Connie goes around and, and helps kids that have been or are currently possessed <laughs> i love that that's that's amazing uh I, I love the title alone i remember when you i when we were talking and like you, and you told me about the title it was like god that sounds unbelievable i i yeah I, sometimes i judge a book by its cover or title and you know what i i've i've noticed in indie comics usually the, the ones with the best titles are actually always like good books so I'm excited. I'm so excited to read this, to read this and, uh, and go against the wave of don't judge a book by its cover. But, um, and no, like that sounds, sounds amazing. So like you said, you were, you were in bands and you would do like a bunch of horror, horror, uh, 
movies and uh, you know home movies and whatnot i mean is this kind of like in that horror genre and like is it uh maybe reminiscent of what you used to make with your friends it, it is in the sense that um <laughs> to be honest with you mo- most of my stuff and, and bob had has has had a huge influence on this character um my my stuff really starts really ground level it's very i'm very slice of life i i enjoy reading you know stuff like you know, love and rockets and blankets and and Essex County and stuff like that. Uh, but kind of coming up with the story, I knew that you know I needed a little more to it. So it started as a short. Bob was doing a, an anthology series and asked you know if I would write a short for it. And and I kind of started this as a as a tongue in cheek joke with him about uh, he loves the character Hellblazer Constantine. See, and it kind of started as just a little tongue-in-cheek joke. Here's a female Constantine, and and what would her world look like? Um, that's kind of how it started. But again, I always kind of start real slice of life, and then I realize, well, what's the bigger world about, and what you know, what's going to make you know readers want to keep turning the pages? Because not everybody is like me and, and likes those uh those real emo stories. But it definitely, it, it I would call it slice of life horror uh, mixed together. <laughs> Absolutely. Um... No, that, you know, that that that's so funny. Like, especially like with this, I, I love that. I love that parallel of like, yeah, like with Constantine. But it's just like, you know, what if Constantine just just really just needed a vacation and won't take it and just run? <laughs> but um, no, that's that's, 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 that's a good tagline. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and like I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now. And I really like the art and, and everything. And so, like, how did you kind of build your team for this book? So, like I said before, I'm very fortunate in the connections I've made in the comics community, and Bob has become one of my closest friends. Uh, we work on a lot of projects together, but he and I, we've developed a few characters together, several. You know, Bob also likes to draw his own stuff and and work on other projects. So we don't all we haven't always connected on longer term projects. And finally, I think you know after ten years, we've done dozens and dozens of pages together. You know, I think just his input into the character really got him excited about, you know, working on this together. So it, the the book is going to be 44 pages. This is, you know, the longest project he and I have done together. But he's doing most of the heavy lifting. He does covers. He did uh, some interior colors, um, you know, inks his own stuff. I'm doing the lettering. And then, you know, due to his workload, we've actually brought in another colorist for, for the um the third part of the story, Winston Gambro, uh, who I found through another comics community, which I'm a big part of, uh, the, the uh, Indie Comics Conspiracy on Facebook, just kind of posted, hey, Bob and I need someone to work. Here's an example of his, you know, his beautiful clean lines. Do you think this is something you'd want to work with? And Winston stepped up and he definitely had the chops to, to you know, take Bob's art to the next level. So that's fantastic. That's I love. That's why I love the indie comic scene so much, is because there's so many different groups, either on social media or just in real life as well. And it's just so loving, and people. It, it's just the coolest thing. Like, uh, we, we have a lot of people who come on, and we'll just say, "I'll just make a tweet," and then I'll have a a few people give me examples and stuff like that. And then I just connected with one person, and then we just was like, it was just like love at first art. And, um, <laughs> and it's, I, I love, I love the fact that it, and like, for me, it's the reason why I really can't get into like the big two anymore. And it, the fact it's like, I, I need, I need these, 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 these books to have love first. And like, they all have a, 
most of these have such a cool story, especially now with like Kickstarter and Webtoons and stuff of, of people just not knowing anybody and then working together and then just making something beautiful and fun and something that makes people happy. And and I, I love it so much. And I, and also like with with conventions and, and that was another you know reason why people would go to like Barcon at, at Comic Con to meet people who potentially could you know you could work with. And unfortunately we don't have that anymore. But like it's it's really cool that right now Kickstarter there are so many comic uh so many comic projects that are happening right now with and people have stories like yours and it's just i i love it so much and i'm i'm very happy for you honestly well thank you we 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 you know we love people who are excited about it too and, and you know and again we're fans of so many of books and projects and other creators and i do really it it is weird when i hear somebody you know kind of grumbling about what they're reading or they're not enjoying cuz i really do feel like you know, the last five to 10 years have really been a golden age of small press and independent books. There's so yep. many every month. Totally agree. That just blow your mind from, you know, all across the world. And if if you're not finding things that you're truly not just liking, but loving month after month, then you're not trying hard enough because there really is just powerhouse stuff coming out all the time. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when the world does kind of come back from this uh, insanity, and we have conventions again. I mean, what are you looking forward to um, the most as a professional and now uh, with your new publishing company? I mean, how are you going to kind of uh, do you have you even thought about how are you going to tackle uh, the live crowds again? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we weren't the biggest convention scene. I mean, being a small press publisher, by the time you do, you know, fees and, and travel and everything like that. Um, you know, we didn't always do the best. Uh, the the small, you know, gymnasium shows and stuff. Sure, we'd make our table back, and and our time felt worth it. But we we've done C two E two five times. We did Heroes Con. You know, we've done some of the bigger conventions, and we'll just have to see. You know, where where we feel like our fan base is at, what we can offer. Um, you know, it's kind of just me now bringing people in and, and trying to you know take on the publishing duties myself and, and let you know creative teams create, and then it's my job to kind of get the books out there, but. Yeah, it, it will be different for, you know, for a lot of reasons with starting a new company, but then obviously changing landscape of the world. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see, you know, when things start opening up where where we kind of fit in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's like a, it's exciting and scary at the same time. And I, I, I really do hope like all the positive, all the all the all the success. I'm, I'm, I'm hurling it, hurl, hurling it through this streaming service called Discord. Um, and I can't say the word word hurl, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> I may or may not edit that out. That's just I guess we'll just have to find out. Um, so, so uh, uh, with going back to CPS uh, specifically, uh, I think that I mean again, I, I love this title so much. I love I I really like the cover, or at least the image. It looks like what the cover is going to be. Um, when you is this going? I see that's going to be a forty four page book which is fantastic for a a kickstarter because a lot of them are will be like single issues or just a full-fledged um trade paperback book and sometimes it can be especially being an independent publisher it can be very expensive and this is just kind of something that's like right in the middle and is a really great great way i think to really get into independent comic books so if you if you are listening to us and like you know a lot of the stuff that you read is like image and idw and stuff like that I really do like what we said earlier. I, I really think that this is like a perfect time to check out Kickstarter and Webtoons, especially. But with 
with Kickstarter, your book, I'm looking at it. I mean, it's $4 for a digital, which is fantastic, and $10 for the book. I can't tell you how many Kickstarters that I've seen where like a book is like $25 to $30, which is amazing and fantastic. Uh, it's just during these times, that's, 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 that's like, you know, that, that was like $45 non-pandemic money. And, and uh, so I'm just trying to sell it and tell everybody like this. I mean, you can get this amazing book for $10. Like, this is so fantastic. And I think that's very like awesome. Um, so, but why did you actually stick with the 44 uh, page issue as opposed to like maybe, or is it just going to be 44 pages and one and done? Well, it is a one-shot story. You know, we, we're understanding of people's time and, and money and commitment. Um, we also understand being a small press publisher, you know, and, and having the experience over 10 years. It's difficult to put out a longer series, so we're going to try to tell as much as we can. I mean, there, there is going to be ongoing threads in, in any you know story I try to put out, you know, to keep people interested. But I do think want to be realistic uh, with what you put on because, you know, if we committed to it, 200 page story and we don't get funded we don't do it if we if we commit to a four issue arc and we don't get beyond issue one then i feel like we've you know not not fulfilled what we need to do so the 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 larger book really started organically again connie started it as as an eight page short bob and i really enjoyed it and then we found a way to do another short in a free comic book day issue we did with kingbone press oh yeah now we have two stories and then it was actually Bob who came to me with the idea for her, you know, longer next story and was like, you know, we've done these shorts. I like the character. We've kind of, you know, seen where she's at. Here's some ideas we have. And we just we're both very excited now, unfortunately. Again, life happened and we shelved the story for a while. But then, you know, getting back into things, you know, I approached him and said, hey, do you want to bring Connie back? And he was like, yeah. And it really he he plotted and, and outlined much of of. The, the larger portion of the book. And, you know, I think that's great. Uh, yeah, I want him to be invested in, in the characters we create together. And, and, and he really is the co-creator of this. So it really happened organically. And then I said, well, you know, if we're going to print it, let's print a large book, put all the stories we have to date. And then, you know, again, in, in a year or so, if we have a couple more stories to tell, we'll do it again because Kickstarter is great. I want to give people value for their dollar. And we also it's it's a lot of work to do these campaigns too right we've done smaller books and, and it's been great and successful but you know shipping a 22 to 30 page book it's a lot then you got to come back four or five times i i just feel Absolutely. like with with bob really co-creating with me and, and this character and really working you know on back end as far as pay uh that that helps you know we he, he's really does he's really a workhorse he does you know so much this book so you know if he has the time and he's willing then i you know he he, he wanted to do the larger story 26 pages i think the brand new story is so it, it's it's a big one this is really uh, honestly exciting i think you're doing it like i think it's very very smart having it like be a big one shot like story bigger than like a normal trade pay, uh or a, a normal uh one you know one single issue and no i i think what you're doing is awesome and exciting, especially with a new publishing company. Like this is fantastic, honestly. And I, I just actually just pledged, so and I, I'm really oh, excited wow. to read your book. <laughs> but um, you got it for free. So, oh <laughs> no, I. You know what? That's the thing about this show is I always try to support everybody who's on the show. I always try to buy 
the uh, the book that we that we do discuss. And so um, that's something that I, I feel like a lot of people of the press don't do. And I'd rather not be like that. <laughs> um, I want to be as supportive for people as possible because we're all working really, really hard and especially during these times. So it's just absolutely I'm glad to help. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, and before we go, again, this is only a 30 minute show. And I really appreciate your time. But uh, so what is your favorite memory from these multiple years of you being a a comic book creator? Well, we've definitely had many, uh, again, even only producing, you know, a few books books a year and, and, you know, a couple dozen to our name. You still you have so many great moments. Um, We did a release party for an anthology series called Banthology, which was music themed anthology. But really what I always go back to. we did again i've mentioned them several times but for the 11 o'clock comics message board we found a lot of great creators on there we started talking about how they were trying to get an anthology together they all you know there's so many great artists and writers and creators and and it just never really got off the ground and i was you know young and naive enough at the time i was like i've been creating comics for like a year i can handle this i can learn (laughs) photoshop i can print i'll find and it was quite an undertaking but just the excitement people had people from all over the world contributed um the, the book is called low concept um it's out of print now but you can find it you know digital around the internet but it is people telling me it's my first time in print i've been making comics you know on my own and I, you know just how excited they were people f- flew out from around the globe to do our you know our release at c2e2 and just that always that's all really always stuck with me and that was very early in the process and 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 it really is part of what I enjoyed about making comics is just helping other people get their stories out there, working with friends, making connections. And that's definitely been my favorite moment. Absolutely. Uh, I actually just uh, thought of another question. I, I never, we never really ask our guests, but I'll, uh, what, what is your favorite genre that you like to write, um, that, you know, to write in? Well, like I said, I, I, I always, my stories seem to start like slice of life. Um, yeah. But I think I, I kind of stick I, I'm more of like an 89, 80s, 90s movie fan, you know, Predator, uh, yeah, stuff like that. So all, all of my mind kind of become tongue-in-cheek, action, over-the-top, kind of ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I Again, I, I lean more towards comedy. Um, that's just kind of, you know, how my friends and I started. I, I would definitely say that that kind of summarizes my writing style. I, one day I will I will sit down and write this gritty, you know, hardcore, you know, I don't know, horror action book. I just, I haven't gotten there. Uh, maybe it's a self-defense thing, but I, I enjoy, you know, making people laugh. Even when it's some, you know, some of the things even in CPS can get a little bleak, but uh, got to make people kind of laugh, even though it's kind of uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I'm totally getting that um, that vibe as well. So that's awesome. And then uh, my last question for you is how do you overcome writer's block? Well, Again, I've been fortunate. Uh, most of the projects I work on, I have, you know, worked with people I'm I'm close to or, or have some sort of a relationship with. So I think that that helps. Um, you know, I'm stuck on this story. I'm, I'm having trouble wrapping this up. You know, what do you think? Um, but I'm also not a professional writer in any <laughs> in any respect. Um, I'm very much an amateur writer, so sometimes I can just walk away from it, come back to it when when I'm ready. I have stories I'm working on this year that I've until because i don't i don't necessarily feel that inner pressure to get them out on a certain timeline but the longest project i worked on was like hellbillies and that was you know 15 size issues 
over you know three or four years. Again, whenever I was stuck on a story, I could still though like for uh, for being a small (laughs) publisher, like that's extremely uh, impressive. So congratulations, that's awesome. Well, thank you. But yeah, that was you know again working very closely with with my partner Brian Bowles. You know he would throw out you know ideas and and things he was thinking. You know we were very big. a lot of the creators I work with very big into music. So sometimes it's, you know, find a song for inspiration or, or somebody who reminds you of the character. And then you kind of get excited about uh, the character helps uh, when you're in writer's block. But yeah, sometimes it's just putting it down and coming back when you, when you get that inspiration. Well, uh, thank you so much for being here. I, I, I had a blast talking to you and like knowing more about CPS. I don't, I don't back a lot of uh, Kickstarters. I usually only, I, uh, back things that of people who i know personally but i'm very excited and happy to 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 back your book and i really really suggest anybody else who's listening to also back this book uh cps child possession services giant size one shot comic it is live on kickstarter until february 20th at 7 p.m pst so yeah please please support it it's this is awesome i really hope you hit all your stretch goals all the all the luck, and I, I'm really excited to hear more uh, about you. Do you have any other plugs or anything else that you would like to plug in, like maybe a website for your for your publishing company? Um, you know, we're on all the regular social medias at Part Time Comics with an X. Uh, Instagram is Part underscore Time underscore Comics for some reason, but you can go Google uh, Part Time Comics. We come up with with the X. We'll come up with everything. But I do really appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, these all these people who are willing to spend their time and their resources, you know, talking to us smaller creators, it's extremely helpful. All the shares, all the likes, all the backs. Right. It really helps. Oh, absolutely. It's no, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. To, uh, I'm very happy to help. And uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Maddie couldn't be here. Andrea is in the middle of a move. So it's just like all the stuff. And I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so glad I got to be the one talking to you. So, uh, so nanny, nanny, <laughs> boo, boo, Maddie and, and Andrea. <laughs> please go to kickstarter support cps please check out everything uh everything for part-time comics with an x and uh thank you for listening in you can check out all of our shows and offerings on the grandgeekgathering.com where we have articles so many other podcasts and videos and so much more also join our discord if you're interested you can just reach out at us yell at us on on the on the twitter yell at us on all the stuff and we'll we'll give you that link also, our music has been provided by Carlisle Laurent. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things as well. I stream on Twitch. Have a wonderful week. Wear a mask. And GGG. Grand Geek Gathering.